Welcome to Bear Fruit, where we have kitchen table conversations about relationships, faith, and culture. We're covering all the stuff millennials usually talk about when people leave the room. This week, I visit the barbershop. Ladies, if you want to hear how millennial men think, keep listening. We talk about deal breakers, gender roles, and more. Pull up a seat and let's bear fruit. What's up, cousins? Welcome to Bear Fruit. My name is Dudley, and I'm here with Allie. Hi, cousins. All right, Allison. You know, we usually start these off with random questions. Mm-hmm. So this is no different. Okay. Allison, describe your perfect first date. Oh, wow. Let's see. Okay, I have a few, like, prerequisite questions. Oh, <laughs> okay. Tell us more. Like, so is this like so? Because since this is hypothetical, like I would say, like, is this a guy that like I'm really interested in, or is this a guy that just kind of I don't really know, and he asked me on the first date. Like, who was the guy? I said perfect first date. So I'm assuming that if it's perfect, the man is a part of that. Right, you're right. Okay, so I was like, "What is he going to pay for?" (laughs) Yeah, we're assuming that you like the man too. Okay, so my perfect first date would be honestly something real simple and basic, so it wouldn't be a lot of pressure. Um, I would say go get some snowballs and then go walk in a park, um, just to have intentional conversation. Um, and if the conversation is going well, um, he would ask me if I wanted something to eat and he, and I would say yes. And then he'd be like, great. I know this perfect spot we can go to because I don't like deciding where to eat. And so for him to make that decision, that lets me know that he's a leader. That lets me know he's not indecisive. Um, and if we're, if I agreed to going out to eat, it lets um, lets me know the conversation went well and like that first Friday date went well. Um, so that would be like my perfect first date. Real chill and simple. What about you? So I have some prerequisite questions. Oh, it sounds like deja vu. <laughs> I'm such uh, an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> uh would it be a perfect first date for me or a perfect first date for her? Ooh, perfect first date for you. We're talking about you. Okay. So a perfect first date for me. If And so perfect first date for me, the definition of that is something that I would love doing. Okay. And that she would get into too. But like this is out in, in the creating of the date. I'm primarily mm-hmm. thinking about myself. Um, my perfect first date would probably be, I'm going to say something simple, like walking in like some type of historical landmark place. I'm not really a history buff, but I think that if I, if we're like walking in a historical place, then that would kind of lend to the conversation. Okay. Because I'm not always the perfect conversation starter, but 
conversations can be birthed by our surroundings. That's mm-hmm. what I'm going to say in all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, we would probably go out to eat because I love food. And it would probably be somewhere that feels like nightlife. Like, I don't really want to go. I don't want to say a name. But I don't really want to go in the middle of nowhere or going to a place that has no personality. Like I want right. to go to a place that kind of feels like. It's a vibe. It feels like the vibe. And then after that, we would go see live music because I okay. love music. Yeah. So that would be that would be my perfect first date. I really but more like the most perfect part about that would probably be the first part because I feel like you get to when you put women in certain atmospheres, you get to see how they process things and how they think. Yeah. And I want to like you know, that is I very want, true. I don't want to say get into her mind, but like I want but her no, to. Kind of, I want to I see you fair. know how she like processes. Because if she's just like, oh, it's a bird, <laughs> like yeah, oh, it's just like if we're walking through a museum and she doesn't have anything. I'm not saying that she needs to be profound, or she need to be like you know Shirley Chisholm or nothing, like but. Thing. I mean, not, girl, not gotta, the arts like us. You, 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 you gotta be saying something, like you right. know, what? Do you, how do you feel about it? And and you know, maybe you're not looking at art pieces, but maybe we're looking at like some type of historic event, like that doesn't spark anything in you. All right, well, it's time to go. Wow, I'm just saying, and because you know, we don't want to waste people's time. That went that went from perfect date to never date again. Oh. Well. This is, well, I won't say this is how a lot of men think. This is how I think. And I think that we, you got to hear a little bit about how a lot of men think in our conversations with our buddies. Yeah, I did. It was very insightful. Very (laughs) insightful. It was so, I took notes, ladies. I took notes. Some to use and some to just read over. <laughs> <laughs> so we definitely had a an interesting conversation. A lot of things that we had shared opinions on. Some stuff, not so much. But I do thought that I think we got a a decent pool of of young men to kind of go to the barber shop. So this is a part of our two part series. The first part will be the barber shop, and I'll let you guess what the second part is but here is our conversation with charlie and austin all right cousins i am going to introduce our two guests today carlos martinez affectionately known as Charlie, is a Kenner native. He is an airman in the Air Force during the day and a soccer player at night. He loves his family and is striving to be Christ-centered every day. Austin McCann is a New Orleans native. He is a healthcare IT professional during the day and NOLA's up-and-coming realtor in the evening. He graduated from Northwestern State with a bachelor's in business administration and received his master's in business from Loyola University. He currently resides in Kenner with his wife, Janae, six-month-old daughter, Dakota, and three-year-old, Golden Doodle. Welcome, gentlemen, to Bear Fruit. They are frequent listeners of Bear Fruit, so they should already know what's about to happen. Today, we will be playing Rapid Fire, 
And since we have two guests, I am going to split the question. So it'll kind of be like ping pong. All right. How rapid fire works for those of you who don't know, I'm going to ask a series of questions and you have to give an answer as quick as possible with no pauses. All right. Everybody understand? Everybody ready? Yes, sir. Yep. Let's do it. All right. Charlie, Friday series or rush hour series? Hmm. I'm going to have to go rush hour series. Austin, save for vacation or save for shopping? Save for vacation. 100%. Charlie, finish the sentence. If I started a business, I would start a business related to. What you mean related to? <laughs> what would your business be related to? Oh, would it be related to? Uh, anything that gets the bag. <laughs> Austin, I wish I was a better workout guy. All right, Charlie, favorite thing to do on the weekend? Chill with my people. Austin, if I could live anywhere else in the world, I would live in Hawaii. Charlie, your biggest pet peeve is when people mismatch their clothes, like colors. Like if you're wearing a lime green shirt with red shorts, not it. Allison sounds offended, but she looks offended. No, I'm I'm processing because I'm like, what if that's their artistic like view and their style? I guess when you say like lime neon green, is what you mean. <laughs> Allison needs to know the shade. <laughs> <laughs> Because I just I, I see Christmas Eve, you know, but like, but that's your preference. That's your pet peeve. I'm not in it. <laughs> okay, Austin, one has to go. Seafood, pizza, burgers, or dessert? Dessert. And I say that because as you were speaking, you were saying seafood. I was like, nope, I love my crawfish. You said pizza. Pizza is my second favorite food. To what? Burgers. So what? <laughs> so. so so whatever you were saying last had to be it. Okay. Charlie, the greatest athlete of all time is... Lionel Messi. And Austin, last one. My biography would be titled... Get it done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would read it. I would read it. I would right. too. It sounds so inspirational. Well, you can. You can read it. Um, give me a couple years. <laughs> you write your biography in a couple years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank y'all for playing Rapid Fire, Allison. Yes. We're gonna go to the barber shop today, and I, you know, I'm very excited about this because I used to go to barber shop to get my eyebrows done. Um. But I stopped because it just took too long. And barbershops, like, they don't... Well, the bar, This barbershop did not set appointments. And they talk too long. And, like, they be on the side of the head forever. And I just need my eyebrows done. So I stopped going. But the conversation was always interesting and so profound. And I got a lot of the latest news and scoop at the barbershop. And I feel like sometimes the ladies want to know what the fellas think and uh, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to like gender roles and just perspective on life. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm very excited because our guests, our cousins have no idea what I'm going to ask, 
but I have asked women that are close to me and paneled them to get their thoughts and all of our thoughts aligned with each other. So let's top in this. So my first question is, what stands out most to men about women? When you first see a woman? You tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll start off. I'll start off by saying when you first see a woman for the first time, you you look at their appearance and you rate them in your head from one to ten. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm letting you know what goes down. You rate them in your head from one to ten. Um, however, you get to know them afterwards and you automatically, whatever you think of them physically, will change. It will shift. They will become less attractive or more attractive. And this is, you know, that's apparently, I think, how I was thinking before I was married. But now I see women and I'm like, um, woman of God. And that's all I see. That's right. Shout out to Janae. <laughs> I'm about to say, <laughs> that's the cover up when Janae listens to this. Austin, I got to ask a question for you, a follow-up question. In the rating, does the rating, do you re-rate after you get to know them? Not like you don't write it down on a piece of paper, but you subconsciously do. So, yeah. Okay. It's good to know there's not a journal full of <laughs> names with numbers that fluctuate. <laughs> this really week. <laughs> right. Mm. She started now, keeping, keep, in. In, keep in mind, keep in mind when you're, when you're rating, I hate to use that word, but rating someone as attractive or not attractive or very attractive or not so attractive, that doesn't mean that you are attracted to them. You can mm. just you can just say whether they're an attractive person or not. Like my brother Charlie here, I bet you he has like ten girlfriends. You know, good yeah, looking guy. My name? Heck no. Nah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's hear from Charlie. Um, so for me, my answer would be uh, from first seeing women would be their confidence if they have it or not. Okay. And so you can always tell just by that first impression if they're confident in themselves or not. That's deadly. You you're you're a men. <laughs> you are a men. Oh. Mm, okay. The first thing I notice about a woman is her face. So I'm looking at skin, I'm looking at teeth, I'm looking at is she I'm looking at hair. Not that I have a, a preference when it comes to hair, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it. Did I say teeth? I'm saying teeth again. I guess I'm a teeth person. I don't know. Because I think, because when I think, when I see teeth, I also think of hygiene, right? So I feel like if you take good, really good care of your teeth, then you take really good care of yourself. So that's the first thing I look at when I see a woman. You gotcha. know, whether or not she's cute. Second thing I you didn't ask about the second thing. So, yeah, that was the first thing. Oh, no, you could go to the second. I ain't going to stop <laughs> you on your tracks. Keep going. Um, I might look at her shape, you know. Oh, so you just make your way down. That's what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> you it's, like, it's like reading a book. You know, you read from left to right. So you analyze a woman's face. Uh, up, down. I see and you. then if, they, if she passes that level, you'll make your way Never further too. down. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Continue. No, that's not good enough. <laughs> okay, so that leads me to my next question. So what are real 
deal breakers because I've been having me and my homegirls been talking. We, uh, we, I don't know if we talked about online dating on here or not. Probably not. But like some of us are online dating and like there's some stuff that are deal breakers and there's some stuff that isn't. Like it was funny, Deli, like when I look at guys' pictures, if I see like if their hair is a certain way, I'm like, oh, we could change that. <laughs> like if something is weird, I'm like, oh, that's fixable. But like if, God forgive me, but like if there's like a weird nose, I'm like, uh, I, I don't know. Allison, can you please define a weird nose? Um, you just know it when you see it. <laughs> um, but that leads to the question, like, what are real deal breakers? Because I feel like some stuff is fixed, like you can fix. Um, but like, what are some real deal breakers? It could be physical, mental, spiritual, financial. Like, what are some real deal breakers? I'll, I'll tackle this one first. So. I, to me, when I was dating, I think a real deal breaker would be, um, it's definitely that comes to personality and them being a nice person or not. I know that sounds basic, but there, when I was dating, there were a lot of women who they were not nice. Now they might be nice and all kind to me, but I see how they treat other people. And if it wasn't with love, that was very unattractive. That was like a number one deal breaker. Probably can't save yourself type of thing a deal breaker for me i think i would think it would be if i felt that i had to kind of like babysit you if we're out with a group of friends like kind of show you attention and at the same time like try to be there in the midst of you know the hangout that we're in and it's, and you don't have like this confidence behind you to just you know speak to people in the room because you're shy or whatever it may be so I would say if it feels like I have to babysit you. We know Dudley's. He already made that clear. I just say. I have more. I have several, actually. Dang. So <laughs> I think I, I really like Austin's. Like the, I like both of y'all's because those are two deal breakers for me. Like if you are, you have to be a kind individual. Like you have to treat people right. If you don't treat other people right, then that's. That's a that's a complete turn off to me. I also I do not like clingy girls that like need like I find it more attractive when a girl just don't need me. That's like I really like that. <laughs> and also another deal breaker, which is like a huge deal breaker, is a girl without ambition. Mm. Like if you are not motivated and you just lazy and um, that I can't do that because that means you are expecting me to kind of take care of you and I'm not I could be a provider but I'm not your parent so I can't like I can't like hold you like you what what are you what you gonna do I'm doing what I need to do what you gonna do what are you bringing to the table so that's yeah if you don't have ambition then I'm just not it's not gonna work Dudley's very passionate about this. I'm about to say, so she can call you Zaddy, but you are not the Zaddy. <laughs> oh, that's where we're going. All right. <laughs> that's fair. I think that that is what I'm saying. I didn't want to say it, but you did. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just here as a host today. You know, this is your day to sit back. I'm here to guide because I want my friend to be married. So, ladies, listen, he said he'll help. If you ain't got ambition, look. Let's not waste our time. That's it. And lady, listen to Charlie. Charlie said, you better go out there and talk to my friends because guess what? I'm going dancing in a circle. 
if you ain't know Charlie was a professional break dancer. All I got to say is Josen and those that don't know Josen, getting to know women is a full-time job. How long do you put in work on this Josen job that you've applied for? Just know I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) You work at overtime. So like how, how, like when do you know when to stop? (laughs) Like. I, I, I say, I see it as this. No response is a response. That's fair. Deli, do you uh, participate in the Josen? No, I don't do the Josen. Don't, but I think don't lie. Talk, I don't talk your truth. I am. I don't do Josen. I just, I guess, because obviously I'm very uh, particular and specific, so I kind of already know what I want. So I feel like the 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 woman that. I'm going to be with, she's probably going to be in the same space. So we might bypass the Josen stage. Does that make sense? How would you describe your perfect woman in 30 seconds? Oh, Lord. <laughs> and wait, let me set a timer because that makes it real. <laughs> um, specifically, my question is, when you pray at night for Mrs. Dudley, uh-huh. what is your prayer? Specifically. Ooh. Ooh. And do you really and pray for her? And the timer starts. Wow. Now. <laughs> I feel attacked. Okay. My perfect woman is, she loves Jesus. She is family oriented. She is ambitious. She is funny, charismatic. She is independent. Like she don't really, like I said earlier, she don't really need me, but like, I could kind of come along for the ride. I and like that's that kind of stuff. That's all the time we have today. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, this this woman you described, just so you know, could be a bag girl at Walmart who's ambitious about her job, loves the Lord, do all those things. And yes, you will be a provider, like you said, but you 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 don't you don't have to be her parent. So just when when you're out there in a dating world, keep that keep that keep your eyes open. Well, they have self checkout at the Walmart closest to me. But but Next, no, they Allison. have they Next. have girls that assist uh the checkout, and it's always the girls. Uh, so that leads me to my next question. I think this is a good segue. Is it okay for girls to make the first move? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. I guess. I guess we just we don't know. How? At least I don't know how. I feel like I have made a first move and homeboy didn't pick up what I dropped. Ooh. And <laughs> and it's like You gave him the alley oop. You gave you him know, the alley <laughs> The little swoosh swoosh. <laughs> and it it didn't go in. It did not. Uh can you so, let us know? Can you let us know what exactly you dropped? Um, just simple conversation. Tried to have shared interest and in what they had interest in. Um, but I took that kind of as a sign, just like Charlie, like no response was the response. Like, sounds like you put it out there. I was hoping that he would make a move, but the first move to me is asking, Hey, what are you doing Friday night? Let, let's go. Oh, that's specific. Oh, so wow. like very direct. Cause I, I, I think to, to Austin's point, like you could have threw a shot and missed a shot. Like he didn't even know it was a shot. <laughs> and so I think, maybe you have to be. Huh more assertive and would you say you you didn't you wouldn't know how to make a move first move because 
in society, it's always supposed to be the guy that makes the first move. A hundred percent. And I don't want to scare the man. It'd be like, listen, me, you, Saturday. That might work but out some guy, some, I'm about to say some guys might be into that. Like, you know, if oh, a girl right. came up to me and was like, we gone on a date, I'm going to be like, what time are you picking me up then? <laughs> okay. 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 Now that's. I might have to know who the girl is first. I ain't trying to be in no get out situation. Too far. I just, but I'm just saying, like, I because I think to me that's a part of ambition. Like, she, you, she knows what she wants. Yeah. To my fellas who are listening, do not become lunch bay. What that is lunch bay? That means the girl you're trying to get uh, get to know, and you're just like, "Hey, would you like to get some lunch?" And that seems like the only time she could see you. You have become lunch bay. Huh. Cause now, so you just there's like a side dude situation. Are you not worth? You only worth forty five minutes of her time. Probably <laughs> thirty, depending on where she works. About to say, depending on where she works, because she might not incorporate her fifteen minute breaks in there. Dang, it's a it's a cold Man. world out here. I do have another question. So it's kind of like work related, and so in my experience in the workplace. When men are authoritative and they like are in leadership, they're considered a boss and influential and like strong and like just a great leader. But when a woman is authoritative, she's in as bossy or she's nagging or she's just complaining. Uh, so why are men intimidated by women in leadership roles? If they are, are we making this up? <laughs> Definitely not making it up. I would say pride for some men. I, don't know I do it think it's pride. I think it's it has a lot to do with how you were raised, and I think it also has to do with like society, how society sees sees men. Even though we are surrounded by things that we might not necessarily agree with, it they do shape our viewpoint consciously or subconsciously. I think in society we have seen more men in leadership than we've seen women in leadership. So if I I personally do not have a problem submitting to women in leadership because prior to my current boss, all of my bosses have been women. So, but that's, that's my personal experience. But at the same time, I've seen like in my family, the men are the quote unquote leaders of the family. Uh, so I think it's, if you, if you walk into a situation where you feel like you are being I think men, all right, I'm going to just go ahead and say it. I feel like men sometimes feel emasculated when a woman is being authoritative with them. I'm not saying that that is a good thing, but I think it is a true thing. Like, I feel like men, like if a woman talks to them a certain type of way, even if it's not in their mind, it feels a certain type of way. Like if a man said the same thing, it would, like you said, it would just be the bosses speaking. But if a woman said the same thing, the man feels emasculated like you trying to like play me or say i'm not manly enough i think that to answer your question about women being leaders in the workplace i um me as a man um i feel as though when a woman reaches a certain level in their career and they become a certain level leader that it is probable that they are better than the man counterpart because I think that it is harder for women to achieve certain successes in their careers 
when they, if they put in equal work as a man. So I don't, I don't think that when I have a woman who's a leader of mine, I treat them with call it sexist or whatever. I treat it with, I treat the woman with sometimes more respect than a man in their same position because I know they work a lot harder to get it a lot of times. Yeah. Cause what I work, <clears throat> so for those that don't know, I am in the air force and a lot of my, the job that I do for the air force, a lot of my supervisors and higher ups are women. So that those are the ones that I go to. And I've noticed that they, how can I put it? They have more respect for the job than the men do from what I've seen so far. And so it's like, you know how people say, Oh, stop acting like a female. That's sometimes the majority of the, the guys that I've seen, especially in my workplace, that be acting like females, quote unquote, when the women are the ones that are on top of everything, um, they get everything done. And I've noticed everybody's coming to my supervisors and everything. <clears throat> and I know that they did everything they had to do to get to the position they are. So I have utmost respect, utmost respect for them. But I do want to point out, Allison, I think you are talking to a very different group. Of guys, like yeah, this (laughs) this might because, like, for me, like, you know how I am with the women in my life, and I just, I in general, I think women are better at most things than men. Like, I, I genuinely feel like that, but we are not a majority. I feel like this is a very we are we are anomalies in in our way of thinking about this, but I guess it does lead to the question, like, what is uh, and this is for Charlie and Austin knowing how we feel what is our role in how that plays out in society like do you think that it is our responsibility or do we carry some of the burden to like switch that way of thinking for most men I yeah, yeah I was gonna say whatever I can't really think of right now specific things that any person should do but whatever we as a people are doing right now at least in the United States, we are progressing. I mean, we just elected our first African-American slash woman vice president ever. Um, so that shows that the world is obviously, or at least America is voting a certain way. So, I mean, I think that, you know, and even Charlie's experience, there's a lot of women leaders in, in my company. There's a lot of women leaders. So I think that that the opportunity for women are beginning to to grow more than it has in the past. So my advice would be for all women who have these opportunities that maybe their mothers or grandmothers didn't is to seize that opportunity and be ready for the opportunity. I think, and you know, Charlie can probably agree to this. I still hold my women leaders to the same expectations as I do a man. So if I don't think you're doing a good job, I'm going to tell you. And I'm hopeful that as a woman, you getting this feedback from me, you don't take it any sort of way. You don't think Mm -hmm. I'm talking to you this way because you're a woman and I'm a man. I'm talking to you because you're the VP. You're the AVP. I think that I agree uh, with everything Austin said. I think it just comes with like the character of the individual and all the experiences I had uh, in previous workspaces or whatever it's always been like you just kind of knew who that guy was and I think that like we are progressing as a nation and through time like I think this upcoming generation is just like generation z just isn't taking crap that millennials may have let slip through the cracks or like baby boomers just ignored like and I think we are progressing 
uh, further than we thought. But I think that is more so just accountability and like, like when women speak up for themselves, like having a male counterpart, uh, add authority to those words until like it's pushing in room, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think, I think there's great opportunity for women. I think that it's okay to be called bossy because even within that, we're still a boss with a little extra flavor. Um, and so I'm, I'm proud to be a woman's, um, and in leadership and who run the world, the girls as the great poet. That's that's right. And I also find it like, cause y'all are all very successful men. And the fact that you say like majority of your supervisors are like women, it's just like, that's who's empowering you. That's who's helping you grow. That's who's strengthening you. So I think it's cool to like hear that women are in these spaces uh, and prayerfully they're being respected. But shout out to all the other women too. So here's a question. Are women's standards for men too unrealistic? I think it depends on what it is that that standard is. Uh, That's really nice, Charlie. Yes, (laughs) I think. In a lot of cases, they are. Like, (laughs) don't be a three asking for a 20. I'm just being real. I wow. feel like I'm serious. Wow. I think I think crazy. that. Who are you calling a three? Say her name. I'm not talking about looks. I'm just saying. I feel like a lot of women lack in certain areas, and they want perfection. And it's also it's just like they don't see it as a partnership. They see it as mm-hmm. I am a damsel in distress, and I need a prince. And that's not. That's only in Disney. Like, that's not realistic. Some men might be into that. Not this one. So I feel like if you are asking for something, then you need to also be evaluating what you are bringing to the table. That's it. I ain't going to say no more. I've said enough. You're going to get in trouble. So we understand that in order to bear fruit, we have to plant seeds. So cousins, what seeds would you like to plant for our listeners? Uh, Charlie, I'll let you go first. All right, fellas. If you single... Right now, just keep being you. Don't focus or worry too much about who who you're trying to talk to or any of that. Uh, somebody told me, stop looking for love. Let love find you. And that's been very peaceful for me. Not saying, obviously, we have to be initiators. But just focus on you as a man because us as men already go through so much trauma. Even when we feel like we don't, we go through a lot of trauma because as men, we have to bear so much on our shoulders. Just keep being you. Be true to yourself. Love God. Love the people around you who are faithful to you. Um, and just get the bag. Uh, I'll, I'll piggyback off of Charlie's. Um, I really feel like to really be elite in the season you're in. So if you're single, be the best single you can be and prepare yourself for that next um, stage. So prepare yourself for dating and then dating for engagement, engagement for marriage. Um and really the important part is to prepare yourself. Like God is not going to bless you for something you're not prepared to have. So if, you know, Allie, if you, you got, let's say you have, I don't know, I was going to name some, uh, I was actually, I was about to say Russell Wilson, I'm thinking of a football player you might like, but then he's married. Um, so think of someone like you're Mr. Perfect. God will not give you Mr. Perfect if you would just destroy that relationship right now. So prepare yourself right now for Mr. Perfect or Mrs. Perfect 
and then be ready. Be ready when God brings them your way. I have a lot of input. I took in a lot of intake. Um, I'm going to bring this back to my homegirls and we're going to discuss and digest it. And I know we always talk about biggest takeaways. I'm just, I was very grateful. This may sound very biased and I love you, Charlie, but I was very grateful for Austin giving a married perspective because we're all single and we all have a desire to be on the other side. But you don't mm-hmm. know, you don't know what that looks like. Like we all have thoughts in our head. We all have like made things up in our brains, but we haven't lived that. And until you lived it, like that's when you'd be able to get a reality of it. And so to have that perspective of a, someone as young and married and to give that fresh perspective, it gave me a real sense of hope. I feel like I got a, a seat in the barbershop and I wasn't uncomfortable while in there. But, well, that was, that's a different type of barbershop. <laughs> I yeah. do feel like we we was we had a real classy gentleman like barbershop. It was very very high standard, five star. Yeah, so Not I like don't think that I got my eyebrows in it. This probably be other conversations, but I thought it was good. I thought it was good hearing people's hearing different perspectives from other guys. Like I know that I might get a little flack for one of the comments that I made, but I'm okay with that. I think I think the thing is like with society when it goes to rating, it always goes to like physical career and like money. It's never character. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking any of those things when I said that. We have to be open to more than because the point. The the question that you originally asked was, do you think that women's standards are too high? But the question I'm really answering is we have to be open to more than what we, than, than our list. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you in that because I have, I personally have removed a lot of filters um, that I once had on different things. So it's just like, like you say, you can't expect certain things, but there are certain things that I, I do have an expectation for a man to have. Um, yeah, I think that we should have I think that we should have non-negotiables, but I don't think that our list should be so rigid that we just block off any everybody that doesn't meet every single thing on our list. That makes sense. Like cuz I definitely don't want no bum. Uh scripture say, man don't work, man don't eat. That's the Bible, that's the book. That's it. So guess what? If you don't work, ain't no meals over here. <laughs> about to say we like to eat <laughs> ain't nothing over here uh even though i'm very grateful for this barbershop conversation i'm ready for next week because next week me and my homegirls pulling up and we taking y'all to the beauty shop yes i am excited yes go ahead i don't want to cut you off because you know i don't want to be cut women's i am i am being silenced because <laughs> okay. i'm trying not to be silent i'm being silenced Okay. They, thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, but yeah, this is where the real tea happens. This is the this is where dreams are made. This is where vision is casted. And this is where truth is found. I am excited to go to the beauty shop because women think more like men that they are willing than they are willing to admit. 
So I'm going to be bringing the questions. Like you brought the questions this week. I'm going to be bringing the questions. Really? And I I am looking forward to the nuggets and knowledge that you guys are going to be sharing. Listen. Um, I hope that I'm not kicked out of the beauty shop. Well, I don't know. You are. You got one foot in right now. So <laughs> could you, that, like I said earlier, tread lightly. But me and my homegirls, I am like beyond excited. Y'all had this tonight and that was cute, but we ready. <laughs> We are ready. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next week. Yes. Meet us at the beauty shop. Thank you for tuning into the Bear Fruit Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and share with a friend. Until next time, go Bear Fruit.